welcome everybody to I Can't Book This, episode 6. I'm your host, Fredo, again joined by my co-host, Eddie, and we're here to talk about wrestling. Starting things off on Monday Night Raw, we get a huge announcement from Stephanie McMahon. Of course, it has to be her to deliver the news, but we get the huge announcement of an all-women's pay-per-view. Pretty big, pretty groundbreaking. You know, some people think it's stupid of them to do it. Some people feel like it's payback for the women not being able to perform at the you know, greatest Royal Rumble, but I want to know, like, starting off with you, what is your take on the a whole pay-per-view based around the women from the Mae Young Classic, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and NXT UK? Well, I mean, first of all, they have enough talent to do it. So it's not like, oh, we're just doing this just because of women. It's not like you can't have the pay-per-view. We can have a full, you know, three-hour pay-per-view with the talent they have. My only gripe is let's not just shoot off the hip and have this fucking pay-per-view and there's no storylines that are weaving in and out. We don't have stability because it's cool to have a pay-per-view, but let's have the shit make sense. So I hope we're not just, oh, let's just do this for the girls or that type of attitude because if you don't set this shit up right, it's not going to work. But if you have the storylines and if you're actually, if you're actually putting forth the effort, this could really be a dope pay-per-view in my eyes. This could really be something special every year. We could have a fucking pay-per-view every year for girls. But let's let's hope that they're not going to just, you know, bullshit it and we don't have any great storylines for it. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with you. This could be a huge spectacle for years to come. And I feel like they should somewhat try to treat it as, like, a female's WrestleMania. Like, you need to try to pull out all the stops. You are correct on that, too. They need to have storylines that actually mean something just to where we're not. We're just throwing people together just because, hey, it's all girls. You know, hey, be happy. No, we need to have some type of resolution to fucking feuds and whatnot. You know, if a new feud is going to start, whatever the case may be leading up to this Evolution pay-per-view, we do need some entertainment to have us invested in these matches. Now, don't get me wrong. If somehow, some way, Asuka and... Kyrie Sane ended up getting matched up. I don't give a fuck what the story is. I'm interested, but that's not for everybody, though. So they, you, I do agree with you. They do got to do something to gain more interest besides, hey, it's all girls. But all in all, though, I think it's a really uh, great decision. I'm not too much of a fan of Stephanie always having to be the focal point of the women's division. You're not a wrestler. You don't do anything with these girls. These are Triple H's kids, basically. Wait, hold on. If I'm not mistaken, didn't Stephanie have the women's title at one point? Oh, of course. Same way fucking Vince was the champ and ECW champ. Yeah, of course they got the straps. Shit, Shane was European champion and shit. Like, the old McMahon family got some gold at some point. But, like, she's not the one that's pushing the bar. Just because you're making the announcements don't mean shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and I just kind of hate it. I'm not going to go too much into it because it's not that deep. But I just kind of didn't like that it had to be her. I would have liked it more if Triple H just did the damn thing. Because you could see he was kind of tearing up as he was talking on Raw. Yeah. You could tell he's yeah. like a proud father. Let that man have his moment. So I kind of didn't like that. And then I kind of, I mean, now, whatever, I'm getting used to it. But when they announced it as Evolution, I'm just like, really, my guy? We got to name the first women's pay-per-view over your old stable? You couldn't <laughs> think of nothing else to name these, like, to give these women for their pay-per-view? No, nah, we're going to name it after my shit. As long as I was the only one thinking that, I was like... Where's Ric Flair at? He's like, Evolution. I was like, all right. <laughs> Dude, I was so confused by that, but I, I guess it was a good idea in his head. But those are the only negative things, and they're not anything to do with the pay-per-view or the women itself. It's just yeah. how it was announced by Stephanie, and I wasn't really digging the name in the beginning, but it's a lot of great shit. Um, 
this wasn't like a, something that I had down, but just off the top of my head right now, what kind of uh, previous divas would you like to see return, even if it's just for one night at that pay-per-view? Who would you like to see in the ring that night? Uh, I saw rumors that Gail Kim denied him. Yeah, she's so, holding a grudge against them. She came yeah. back and she went right back to TNA. <laughs> like they treat her better over there, I guess. But uh, yeah, I don't knock her for if that's true. I don't knock her. Well, I wanted to see a Gail Kim or, uh, you know, obviously, you know, China's dead. That'd have been nice to have her there. Um, but other than that, I mean, I'm happy with the women we got. Like I want to see some crazy matches. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm excited for the May Young Classic. You know, we got there's. I've, I've been seeing all the names reported, and there's been a lot of big names, and hopefully my girl Isla wins it all. Like, I hope that <laughs> she's in the finals for the Evolution pay-per-view. That'd be dope. But yeah, she should definitely make it. Oh, yeah. I, far run. If she doesn't win it all, obviously she should be in the last two, three matches yeah, leading up to it at least. I'm, I'm hoping she wins it all, but it's just uh, I'm, I'm excited to see the, the finals for the Mae Young Classic, and then obviously Asuka better get a fucking belt there or she better have a belt by that time and there's just I'm I'm I don't really care about the older people I'm more excited for the newer people you know maybe Sasha and Bailey they debut the tag tag titles at some point so they, they can... need to and that's another thing I was expecting that was I was expecting two announcements I've kind of figured because they've been talking about the shit since the greatest Royal Rumble that WWE is thinking about doing an all-women's pay-per-view later in the year and then the whole talks about, you know, the tag team titles have been surfacing online, reference photos have been surfacing and shit. So I was expecting it to come like, you know, OK, that we're going to have the all women's pay-per-view and we're going to have like, you know, crown some new champions there. But obviously that didn't happen. I guess in an interview, Stephanie had said after the announcement that they're a little far off from introducing women's tag belts but she basically acknowledged that it's a possibility and it's going to happen at some time in the future but i just kind of feel like it would have been better for it to happen to evolution especially when you got you know the girls i mean the girls always seem to click up regardless of who it is you know natty's always running with somebody obviously sasha and bailey be doing their thing on smackdown charlotte and becky end up rotating with each other you got the iconics you got bliss and uh mickey james like so there's plenty of already built-in things that they could do with the belt so it's not like oh we gotta strategize for a year to, to launch these titles you really know you have the stage you have the roster i just think they should have pulled the trigger on it yeah i'm fine with that i mean let's hope uh i just hope that they really do it right because if they do it right this could be a really big thing we can only hope man uh the b team won again against Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt. Kind of shocking. I was thinking that they were going to end up dropping it. Like, okay, we finally gave you the belts. You got the B champs for a week. We shot the little YouTube videos. Ha, ha, ha. Got the laughs. You know, did the post show on Extreme Rules with you guys. You guys were wilding out. Got the laugh. I really thought they were going to pull the plug. I'm not mad at it at all, but I just really thought they were going to pull the plug because now what are we doing with Matt and Bray? You know, they're just we waited so long to get to this point. They get the belts, and now... They're just kind of just treading water a little bit. <laughs> like, okay, what's going on? So I hope it doesn't mean it's the end of them. But I guess at the same time, I'm happy for the B team. I don't know. I'm kind of conflicted in this one. Yeah, i uh pretty happy for the B team. They keep getting their wins, and they're on a fucking hot streak right now. So, you know, let them keep tearing it down. Uh, I don't know, like, if you've been seeing tweets or you've been paying attention to Twitter, but I think Matt Hardy is going to start doing broken shit. 
and woke and shit. Like, uh, been yeah, because even Jeff, yeah, Matt's been tweeting some shit for a little bit, and then Jeff just yeah, recently yeah. with that promo. So I don't, that's another thing that makes me question it. I don't know if they're going to reunite you guys so fast, especially with Jeff just returning to uh, SmackDown. But I don't know if it would work separately. You know, I don't think TNA ever really did that to where, you know, especially obviously TNA didn't have two brands, but I don't know if it would really work to have broken Matt Hardy on Raw and brother Nero on SmackDown. Yeah, you know, you'd that, have to I think they need them together, you know. But, you know, they move shit around all the time. I mean, obviously we just saw the bar on fucking SmackDown, so, you know, you can move people around. Yeah. Um, but I I think that'd be dope. Let, you know, let Bray, you know, he got tag titles, like, let Bray go off and do his thing with his brother eventually. But, you know, yeah, I, let... I do think that would be dope. Like, if they somehow, I don't know the way right now, how it would come about, but it would be dope if somehow, some way, they form an allegiance and, and team up together and just actually be a real brother tag team, like the Hardys, yeah, but just not the same moveset. Well, yeah, I think it makes something work. Bo's been growing out his little beard. Not all scraggly like Bray, but, you know, he, it's there. The shit can come. Give it some months and he'll be there. Well, you just got to believe. God, I hate, I felt so bad for him. I hated that gimmick, and I felt so bad for him. He just he rode out with it though. He was a trooper with that shit. He was a trooper. He just fuck it. This is what you're giving me. I'm gonna make try to make it into something. Uh, staying on Raw, uh, I, I'm just curious, man. Where the hell is this Sasha and Bailey feud going? We've been here so many times already. So where are we going this time? There needs to be like a sharp turn somewhere or something, because I don't know, and I don't like the idea that we're on this road again. Yeah, I uh, watched Raw this week. I was like, I get you were, I get what you were saying in the last podcast about, you know, maybe they're trying to do like, a, hey, they both love each other. Like kind yeah, of like a love interest. Yeah. And I'm just like, am I tripping? And then I even rewatched Raw and I'm like, no, I'm not tripping. No, I, no, I get the same vibe after watching that promo. I'm not tripping. Well, th- this week, <laughs> that shit was a little obvious. Like every time they... Right before they'd hug, they'd just stare into to each other's eyes, and it was like, it was real awkward. Yeah, I was like, wait, are they really doing this right now? Like, oh, oh, my God. I kept watching it, like, wait, are we, like, going down this road? Because there was a couple times where right before they hugged, they just stared into each other's yeah. eyes, and it was, like, real awkward. I was like, oh, shit. I was like, maybe we are doing this, because I didn't want to believe it when you said it. I was like, ah, maybe I was tripping when I watched it. Ah, we'll, we'll see. We'll, let's wait for next week. <laughs> of course, we watch it, and I'm like... Oh, shit, I think they're really doing this. Right, man. That's why I'm just like, I'm, and that was another, to tie in with the whole Evolution pay-per-view, I'm like, okay, they went to th- through therapy, you know, they've had their issues, they've, you know, had their history, and now they can be the inaugural women's tag team champions. That's yeah. what I thought they were going to build to. But no, no tag titles, and they're just giving each other the fuck me eyes. Like, I don't understand what's <laughs> going on on Raw, dude. Well, yeah, I, that's what I thought. You know, eventually they'll get the first inaugural women's tag team yeah. champions. I mean, that makes the most sense since you don't want to fucking put the belt on Sasha. So For whatever reason, man, when she dropped that belt last time, I injured, but I would think she has proven herself not to be injury prone since then. So I'm not even that big of a fan of her, but come on, man. You can't give her one more shot. I mean, but Alexa Bliss. Yeah, well. She can be multiple champions on both brands, but not someone as, you know, vet like fucking Sasha. You know, that's crazy to me. Yeah, you gotta hit the shoot the moon, giving them the fucking ultimate push. And you know, I don't hate Alexa Bliss, but 
fuck, man, I'd rather see the belt on Sasha. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I don't have any issue with Bliss. It's just I, you're kind of in my face a little too much. Yeah. Like you're, you're always in the shits. Like, it's getting old. Even with this feud with Ronda, I'm not, I'm not here for it. It's just, <laughs> I'm, I'm not here for it, man. But, uh, yeah, I'm just really genuinely curious to where the hell the payoff is going to be. Is it going to be at SummerSlam? Or are we going to get some type of payoff at evolution like something needs to happen and i'm just confused as to where the fuck we're going with this oh well hopefully till hopefully we get this get this tag team going till uh wrestlemania oh man long rivalry would be awesome <laughs> man moving on though uh brock and roman reigns again at SummerSlam. even though bobby just beat roman at Extreme Rules, and I talked about this shit on the last podcast. Okay, cool. Bobby wins. But what the fuck is the point if you're going to just let Roman go over in the number one contenders match? That was a waste of time on the Extreme Rules pay-per-view. That should have been the number one contenders match, and you should have let Roman go over at Extreme Rules if that's what the hell you were going to do anyways. Yeah. I, I'm really annoyed by that shit. Like, I get it. This is the same way as WrestleMania and SummerSlam. These plans have been set in stone for quite some time, and it's just that time of the year where they're going to come to fruition now. But you chance, you've seen how the crowds react to that shit. Everybody's not rocking with Bobby, but he is a fresh challenger. Yeah. He has a legit MMA career. Does Roman? Hell no. In my book, Bobby's always been the more better contender. Hey, hey, Roman played in the NFL, okay? I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not like, you know, you're you're some fucking soft-ass dude if you play football, period. You know, that's a tough-ass sport. But to get punched in the face repeatedly, <laughs> try to get choked out, kicked in the face, all that shit, that's a whole different game, man. That's a whole different level of toughness right there. That's why I'm like, Bobby's more built for that position. More realistic, at least. Fucking range. You've had so many chances, and it's just, it, it is what it is. And obviously... It's because of the way they're booking it, but then that, that's their fault also. Why the hell are you going to build them up just to have them lose the Brock? Build them up just to have them lose the Brock? Build them up just to have them lose the Taker? And then obviously ended up beating. Yeah. But, you know, it's just like, come on, man. Like, it's just, I'm over it. Everyone else has been over it. Anybody's going to give a pop once Brock loses the belt. So yeah. don't misconstrue that for, they really love Roman. No, nigga, we just really happy that we got a champion. <laughs> So when that happens at SummerSlam, don't try to play it like the crowd is so in love with Roman. Now, what really blows me is what what I think is going to happen is, <laughs> and this would be the biggest, like the funniest thing I think of, if Roman finally fucking gets the belt off Brock, all fucking tired, and then Braun comes out and takes the belt off him in 30 seconds. See, now that was my automatic guessing like, okay, Roman's going over, but Braun's going to probably cash in on the tired reins and just fucking mangle him. But now they're introducing this whole thing on Raw where if Kevin Owens beats Braun, he gets oh, his fucking briefcase. Fuck. No knock towards, te- towards uh, Kevin. I really fuck with him, but let Braun have his thing. Oh, he doesn't need the briefcase. Then why the fuck did you have the match and let him win? You guys can't be changing your mind a couple months down the road after you do something pivotal like that. Like... I- Okay, go ahead. You know, and and I remember watching that on Raw. I was like, hold up. I was like, no, you can't just have Braun put his fucking briefcase up for a match for stipulation. Like, no. Like, he fucking won it. That's Very his. Square. Yeah, that's there his is no pride. changing that. It doesn't make sense to me. Why'd you fucking have him win if we're going to have a fucking match months down the road for the fucking briefcase? It doesn't make sense. What are we doing? 
doesn't make sense to me. And I'm like, okay, well, if if Kevin o- don't and I'm a big Kevin Owens fan, and this is no way, shape, or form a knock on him. No, let Braun fuck. And I hope he keeps it. Let Braun keep that shit until fucking SummerSlam and take the belt off whoever fucking got it standing at the end of fucking SummerSlam. Even what are we if, doing? Even if they swerve us and let Brock go over, people are gonna pop for that for Braun to cash in on Brock. But fucking for whatever reason, pop. man, I just I really just don't get it. I don't know what is in Vince's old mind that he thinks that this is the right way to go for shit. Because I know everybody's not agreeing with him backstage. No. In these creative no meetings, I refuse to believe everybody's just like in their hearts. Like, yeah, Vince is right. Yeah, he yeah, he's guiding us down the right path. Like, I refuse to believe you guys are that damn stupid. Obviously, you're too pussy to speak up for your fear of losing your jobs or you're, you know, changing your standing in the company. But this is how we end up in these predicaments, man. It's been years of this whole shit, you know, Roman chasing Brock. And hopefully it's just done at SummerSlam. If we have to move into a program of Roman versus Braun or Roman versus Kevin, I don't care. Anything's better than Roman versus Brock at this point to me. Yeah, because we know the end game. It's going to be fucking Roman getting taken to Suplex City. For real, man. And then a pin. We know what's going on. Was there anything else on Raw before we uh, move on to Tuesday? Uh, well, I mean, we had the, we had the Seth and McIntyre match that got turned into a tag team. I thought that was pretty good. So, I mean, you know, Raw wasn't too boring this week. You know, they had a couple, couple bright spots, but I don't know if you want to say anything on that match. I thought it was pretty good. Oh yeah, it was a good match. I mean, I'm trying to think if there was anything really memorable to me that stood out of it though. It wasn't a bad, just because there's nothing that's jumping out right now. I don't mean it as like it was boring, but it it was a good match though. I mean... I'd rather have that match than than some other bullshit, so I can't even knock it, man. I just want them to do something more with Seth and Drew McIntyre, man. Like, that's all I really want. I want Seth to get back in the universal title picture, and with McIntyre, I don't care if he's in the the universal title picture or the the IC. You know, I just want them to do something better, you know? Yeah, it was a... That was a pretty good match, but uh, once again, you call him the Cell God, and that guy sells every fucking little thing. And it's like, I could watch him wrestle a lot. That's what I'm saying. Dolph, man, like, that was the main thing I always liked about him. Like, I never wasn't always a fan of his character. You know, there was time periods where his character was annoying as shit to me. But his ring work was undeniable. His selling was undeniable. So it's like, I kind of got to fuck with you just based off of your ring work, man. I hate your character, but you are a good athlete. So I just still, like I said about Dolph, man, I don't know what to do, but he ain't supposed to be in the title picture i feel like right now but that's just one man's opinion you know i just i mean i'm pretty sure there's plenty of people that want to see him as universal champion or some type of champion but i'm not one of those people though yeah. but shifting gears on the smackdown live got a fire promo from randy orton now this is like reminiscent of legend killer randy in my opinion you know like you talking that shit and the internet loved it. Everybody in the wrestling world seemed to eat it up, you know, about his whole promo and shit. And it, it was cool, you know, how he kind of took a shot at Bullet Club and and uh, any basically all the indie signings that WWE's been doing. Like, so I mean, it was cool. It was cool. I mean, I I don't think there was no malice behind his words. It's not like he's really taking a shot at Cody and them because I'm pretty sure him and Cody are still good friends. If they don't talk every day, I'm pretty sure y'all communicate sometimes. So it's not like oh fuck him, you know. But like, it it was a good promo. 
And I got to answer for you, though. You know, Randy, you keep saying about, oh, that's why you don't respect me. You don't. This is why you don't respect me. The reason why people don't respect you and are over you is you've been wrestling the same boring, dry ass style your whole career. The only thing that started making you pop was the whole RKO out of nowhere. That's what kind of revitalized your career was the whole RKO out of nowhere. Kids doing it on their cell phone videos and for their Instagrams. That's what gave your whole career a shot in the arm. But when you're back to doing the same dry ass moves, you expect us to be drilling at the mouth for that shit. Pause. But you expect us to be like, you know, super geeked about that. No, it's old. Hold on. So you don't like when he throws Singh brothers on their fucking neck out of? <laughs> I mean, yeah, of course. That's that's <laughs> Randy that's has his spots. <laughs> like, I'm, and and this is crazy for me to but for I'm me more, to hear. I'm more or less talking about the knee drops, yeah, the course, uh, yeah. back breaker. It's like kind of you got more moves than Cena, but you're kind of going through the same phase as him, where you're not really evolving as a wrestler. You're just getting by with your minimum talent. That I mean, you have major talent, but you're putting minimal. And you don't feel like you got to go extra hard, but it would help you out if you kind of did. What blows me is, is this guy used to be the biggest Randy Orton fan, so this is no way, shape, or form like a like oh he's shitting on Randy. Yeah, that's I even said it, man. I used to be a huge fan of him, <laughs> huge but fan. it's just when you really look at the things that he's done in the past five years, damn near all his matches are identical except for the one at, with Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania when they had the projection screen yeah. with maggots on the fucking mat. That was it. That was the only difference when he had to go to his little house. He set his yeah. little house on fire. That was the only time in my recent knowledge that Randy was doing something out of his character. Other than that, it was back to business as usual. Hey, I'm, I'm not going to lie, though. I heard that promo, and I was like, wow. <laughs> oh, I liked it. Because how I was just saying, like, you know, I'm over this, what the fuck, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, your the, promo was fire. The, That's why I got to say that. The most memorable part of the promo is, like, He's like, I didn't sit there and earn my, uh, it might have been earn my stripes. He's like, I didn't earn my stripes, you know, in front of hundreds of people in a fucking bingo hall. He's yeah, like, no, I earned my stripes in front of millions. And I was like, oh, shit, Randy's talking there, There's shit. another flip side to that, though, because who is your daddy? Ricochet don't got a fucking dad that's the first generation wrestler. Adam Cole doesn't have that. A lot of these dope-ass wrestlers that are doper than you don't have that door to be open, so they did go kill it in front of hundreds of people in bingo's hall, bingo halls. You can't shade them for that. Like, everybody's not going to be gifted that luxury of, yeah, my mom and dad was with the company I just had to make years. one call and got my son into OVW. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, so, once again, this is all promo, but I'm just, I dissected that promo a little bit, and there's, like, for, uh, there's answers for some of the things that you're saying here. You know, so, like, let's not try to discredit everybody. Like, half, I mean, a good portion, I'm not going to say a good portion of the roster has or, you know, they are second, third generation wrestlers and shit, but you can't knock people like that just because they're from the indies. Like, they did their thing, and WWE came to them for a reason. Uh, how'd you feel about him talking about this is going to be Matt Hardy or Jeff Hardy's last chapter? Like, I thought that was pretty dope. Like, he's, you know, he has a lot of, a lot of history, and, you know, he's been writing his book. He's like, but I'm going to write the last chapter. Speaking of Jeff, that shit, I laughed when he said that in the promo. He was like, I've been here for whatever many years. Who's here still? My guy, you just came back to beat up Jeff Hardy. He's still here. Well, Matt's still what, here. What, like, what, what both me is Jeff and Matt Hardy were in the fucking WWE before you even stepped foot, son. That's they, why I'm they, like, they, were, they were superstars before you even stepped foot. So what are you talking about? I mean, if you're referencing Batista, yeah, he's a fucking movie star now. I wouldn't be too thirsty to come back either, even though he wants a match. But yeah, Batista's gone. Big Show's gone. Yeah, you're talking about the bigger guys. Like, yeah, they're gone, but... You just beat up Jeff Hardy, man. Like, you don't you should have kind of thought? Yeah, you should have thought about that. So I, I, I did laugh at that when he said that shit. Like, 
you are fighting somebody from your day <laughs> that's been here before you. Like shit. I, that, I, that that's the only flaw that I found is probably like, uh, I think Jeff was here before you, but if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, he was at the '96 fucking King of the Ring with Stone Cold. So let's get that straight, son. Yeah, man. I mean, all in all, though, like I said, it was a good promo. It's just. The more I thought about it, and that's why I said what I said. Like, if he can change up his style, I'm not saying get a whole new arsenal of moves and, and stop doing your backbreakers but, or your rope DDTs and shit, even though everybody's doing it now. I'd be salty if I was Randy. Like, that's my signature. You got Ciampa, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, Ciampa's been like, using the shit. Like, no, nah, y'all ain't going to be using my shit. Get creative and find something else of your own, but... You got to do something, man. You were really on fire for a little time period when you were doing the punt kicks. I don't know if WWE is going to like fully let him. Yeah, every now and then he'll kick somebody in the head, but <laughs> I don't know if they're going to let him go back to that shit to where he was punting everybody. Well, he did he did he did put CM Punk out of commission with a fucking punt to the head. Still feel bad for Punk about that shit. <laughs> couldn't even let the man lose the belt. Couldn't, he, couldn't even let him lose his strap on TV. It's like, "No, you got kicked in the head. It's over, bud." <laughs> moving along Andre Andrade Andrade CN Almas seems to be getting a push man he obviously uh wooed both of us with his matches against Sankara had a match with AJ that was pretty good pretty good and then the match this past Tuesday with Rusev went over on Rusev day and Ru- I thought Rusev was getting the push and he ends up going over so I'm like they must see it. They must be fucking with him backstage, whether it's Road Dog or whoever. Somebody is seeing something in him, and I feel like he's going to start getting a push, whether it's for the U.S. or something. I, I see him being in a title picture soon, though. Uh, the only gripe I have about that is the way the match ended. That was more his people fucked up and had him, you know, distracted. Yeah. So I can't say uh, he's getting the super push. Maybe they're just pushing the storyline of Rusev and, you know, Aiden I feel like English. that was a good way to keep Rusev safe, though. You know, like he yeah. got distracted instead of letting this upstart just beat him like that. Yeah. So I felt in a way maybe that was a way to protect him. But And then, you know, there doesn't got to be a rematch. He can go off and feud with Aiden English if it's going to come to that. Or he's going to have marital issues with Lana now. Whatever that storyline is going to take this turn. But, like, at least we don't got to worry about a rematch. And obviously, Almas is going to keep going. I just, Like I said, it's just... Remains to be seen where they're going to let him go. Uh, in the match, what my favorite part was, it was like right in the beginning, you know, almost does his signature spot where he jumps on the ropes. Yeah. I thought Rusev was going to boot him out the ropes, dude. I was yeah, like, oh, shit. His face looked like he looked like he was about to catch that <laughs> kick. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, shit, finally. Because, you know, it's an awesome move, but eventually somebody's going to run up and fucking give him a yeah, <laughs> boot somebody. to the chest. If they don't do that spot in one of these upcoming matches where somebody just says, fuck it, and boots him in the chest out of them ropes. Uh, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Like, it's a great spot, but eventually somebody's got to knock him off, like, and really fuck him up off that shit. Like, that's, but, I mean, overall, though, it was a, I thought it was a good match, but I kind of feel bad for Aiden English, you know, they're, like, that dude, they're, that, he's the reason why there's a Rusev day. Like, he was talking his shit, and now it's like, oh, fuck, you're breaking him up now, and it's like, As God, WWE loves to do. They, they love to They do love to shit. break shit up, and it's like, why are we... Let let him do his thing. Let him talk his shit. You can still bring Lana out there, you know, and just let him t- at least just talk his shit in the beginning and let him go backstage. So like, because you don't have shit for Aiden English. Let's be real. You don't have you don't have him anything lined up for him to be a fucking single star. Nope. At least fucking let him be on TV and let him talk his shit. Like, don't break him up. Because what is he gonna do? 
you know, Simon Gotch isn't there anymore. They can't go back to the vaudevillians. So what are we really doing? And that's what's really annoying. It's like, stop breaking up shit. Please stop doing that. Like, especially if they're over like that. Like, once again, you know, you see it time and time again. You saw it with uh, Big Cass and uh, Enzo. Shouldn't have broke them up. And they were hot. Yeah. They were hot as hell at that time. They should have played their cards right and just went with it. But obviously, Triple H, Enzo revealed that Triple H never gave them the title shot because he felt Enzo was going to fuck it up after they got the belts. So I guess, shout out to Triple H for using his common sense. Like, this nigga's going to be wilding, dude. He, look but, at how he was when he was the Cruiserweight champion. He was on TMZ walking out of nightclubs with the belt and shit, wilding out. Like, it, all good publicity, all publicity ain't good publicity. I'm not a fan of that. I don't believe that, oh, they're talking about us. That's a good look. No, look at your champ. Well, well, that doesn't make sense because you broke him up and then you go go and give fucking Enzo the championship off of Neville like that shit don't make no sense. Then if you really didn't believe yeah. him, why the fuck is he getting a belt then? Yeah, that's why I don't understand. That's the only thing. Like now that you bring that up, like yeah, okay, you didn't trust them to be in a tag team titles, but you put a singles title on him. But and and you possibly lost your best fucking. A cruiserweight because of that. Yep. So now you guys are looking real dumb as fuck in my eyes. Like, okay, you didn't trust him, but you'll put the fucking singles belt on him, and then he fucks it up like you thought he would. Yep. And you lost your best cruiserweight. So, hmm, that's a that's a tough one to swallow, man. That's stupid. Yeah, I, I just don't get it, man. But like, but like we were saying, man, WWE just likes to. I'm surprised the fucking Revival's still together, to be quite <laughs> honest, man. Like, I'm surprised they're not separated doing their own gimmicks on separate brands by if, now. If, if if they broke them up, they'd have to release them both. Like, it's over. <laughs> yeah, if they tried to break them up, I'd be like, I want to release for my contract. I'd rather try my luck on the indies. Uh, these checks are nice and all, but I would rather do what we're here to do, which is to be one of the top tag teams. Like, even though we're losing 170 matches a year, now you're going to break us up? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Said, said, what Stoke Cold says, like, wait, now I don't want to be a single star. Now I want to be a tag team with Brian. <laughs> <laughs> now I love Brian. We're, we're going to make it big. Man. Uh, Becky Lynch versus Carmella. And if Becky won, wins, she was going to go to SummerSlam, which she did. What was your take on the match? <sighs> Please, let's not do this. And. Somehow Carmella still gets the strap. And I, once again, I don't want to sound like I'm beating a dead horse and I'm always out here just trying to talk shit about Carmella because anybody can see with their fucking eyes that I'm not hating or anybody can fucking look at this product and be like, well, maybe that's not over. Anybody with a brain in their head. Yeah. any You know, that's not going to be blinded because she's my favorite or whatever the case may be. When you look at the specific, like the real facts of her ring work, all the she does is scream. Yeah, scream. Ah! Her moves look timed as if she's counting them in her head. She's all like preparing to take the back bump before she even gets hit. She is trash. Yeah. So it's just like there's there's no I guess yeah, it does people probably going to get tired of hearing us say that kind of shit, but we're seeing it every week. As long as I keep seeing this trash, I'm going to keep talking about it. You're going to keep putting it on my TV, you're going to keep pushing her and then where her promos, oh, keep hating on me. Nobody's hating on you. The, the shit that you're getting on Twitter is real emotion from real fans. I really hate this generation where, uh, like, if a group, a large group of people feel the same way, guess what? You don't have a large group of haters. You just have a large group of people that ain't buying into your bullshit. There's a difference. 
So, I mean, I'm glad Becky won. Okay, we're getting the SummerSlam match. But I can't help but to feel like, even with Ellsworth being gone, I can't help but feel that Carmella's going to cheat somehow and still win, and she's going to take the belt to Evolution. And if she doesn't lose at SummerSlam, she better fucking lose that belt at Evolution, and I don't even know who it'll be against. Yeah, uh, we didn't have this on the docket, but... All right, I don't want I don't want to sit here and rant, but what the fuck was the point of bringing in this chinless fucking wonder if all the fuck we're going to do is release him a couple weeks fucking later and so we just had all that bullshit at fucking extreme rules for Oscar to lose for distract not that's two straight pay-per-views, money in the bank and then extreme rules. Yeah. You bring back this guy who nobody fucking believes. He's a douchebag. Okay, what are we doing? So you you have him come in, you have have him distract Oscar two straight fucking pay per views, and then you're just gonna fire him on Tuesday night. And obviously that's more contractual shit. He was a more of on a date per date basis, yeah. so it's not like oh he had a you know three year contract and they just release him. Yeah. It makes sense, but what the fuck? Why why the fuck did you have Oscar lose two straight fucking pay per views because this guy and now he's gone? What the fuck? What are we doing? It doesn't it doesn't really make any sense to me, man. Like and now that he's gone, Oscar doesn't get a chance. Yeah. Oscar had to have those two matches where you knew he was gonna get involved somehow. Even when the shark cage got involved, you knew something was gonna happen. Cause just like how we pointed out, you know, if Enzo was able to slide through those bars, James Ellsworth's a small dude too. He's probably gonna do the same shit. Granted that didn't happen that way, he ended up dangling and all that extra shit. But it still caused a distraction both times, you know. So it's just like now that that's out of the way and Oscar will definitely beat Carmella without any second guessing. No, we're not going to give her that title shot because then we would have no choice but to take the belt off of, off of Carmella. Yeah. It, once again, this is just the WWE trying to push somebody that nobody fucking wants. Oh, you, no, Eddie. The, the crowd's booing her. They really hate her. Oh, She's a top heel. Yeah. She's the top heel of the women's division. Get that My right. ass. You got me <laughs> fucked up. That And, man, I really don't want to sound like i'm some hater but jesus there's way too many actual good wrestlers on the roster for this bullshit to be happening i'll be bold enough to say every woman on the nxt roster currently is smoking carmella oh yeah and that's down to the vanessa borns to the people that are barely featured that are in squash matches that are under contract to nxt they are smoking you like you're not that top shit like i said i don't know what whoever whether it's triple h vince whoever i don't know what they're seeing in you but their judgment is very clouded very and, clouded and and what really pisses me off is she does a weak ass move and she tries to get a pin and the girl kicks out at one and she's screaming bitch you didn't do shit i'm not gonna get that pin. i really hate the screaming man i understand <laughs> maybe that's just part of the gimmick but i've never been a fan of that even back in the day with the diva shit when every time there was a women's match all they did was pull hair and roll around and scream i hated that shit i would flip the channel yeah. let me tune back in i don't got time to be hearing a bunch of screeching and bullshit so I'm so glad that we're in a better day and age right now because I, man, <laughs> God. But, yeah, I'm going to move on, man. It's the same thing. Hopefully Becky ends up winning at SummerSlam, but we pretty much already know what that's going to end up being. Moving on to uh, New Day versus Sanity. New Day picked up the win, and they're advancing, I guess, to the next round in this tournament. Uh, I, I'm a little split on it. I mean – 
in one hand, I'm kind of like, why wouldn't you push Sanity? You know, the blah, blah, blah. You brought him up from NXT. You're wasting talent. That whole spiel. But then it's like, I see what they're doing. You know, fucking New Day is a big thing to them. They're big merchandise pushers and shit. So, of course, if it comes push to shove, of course, they're probably going to let, and they did let New Day go over compared to a team where they probably feel like, oh, if we're not doing any damage to them, they'll be okay. They can still be dominant after taking this loss. But don't you want them in the title picture? Don't you see them? I mean, they're former tag champs. Like, I would want to put them in there over New Day. You done did what you did. You're four-time tag champs. We're going to go for five. We're going to go for six. We're going to go for seven. Like, what are we going to do with that? Like, it was different back in the day with Road Dog and all of them getting their multiple tag team championships and shit. But, like, New Day, they don't need it. They're not going to be hurt at all by this. They're going to still sell merchandise. And that's the thing, I don't understand why they don't look at it that way. Like, you guys act like if New Day was to lose this past Tuesday, it's going to be over with for them. All their fans are going to turn their backs. There's going to be no more bootios sold. Every T-shirts are going to stay on the shows. They will be fine. I just It just goes back to the whole why even call Sanity up. They were perfectly fine in NXT. They had, they had their core base there. Their entrance was better because the camera didn't go over all over the place like the fucking cameraman was having a seizure. <laughs> like It was so much better fitting for them on NXT, and now they're on the main roster, the supposed, you know, glory land where it's, oh, I can't wait to get called up, and this is where you get stuck in. Yeah, you're on television. Yeah, you're having matches against high-profile people, but I just feel like they should have went the opposite direction. Uh, well, I just don't understand. Okay, so... New Day wins. What the fuck are we going to have? A Uso and New Day match again? Oh, no. The Bar. The Bar is going to face Uso's next week. And I can't help but feel that the Bar is going to win. They've been off TV for a month or two. Like, you ain't going to bring them back just for them to lose, right? Well, then what the fuck are we doing with the Usos? That's the thing. It's like you only have so much fucking time slot to push somebody. Yeah. And it's like, well, the Usos... Are some other? They're some workhorses. Yeah, they can fucking they can work their ass off, and they improved so much. I really did not care for them when they first debuted, but compared to where they're at now, all the get like the gimmick changes and you know heel and face turns. Like I like where they're at now. Their their ring work is good. I want to say the one match that made me become a fan of them is when I believe it was a Hell in a Cell match versus New Day, and they had Xavier Woods like chained into the uh, cage and they were like beating them with sticks and shit. That was dope. Like that is what made me like okay, you guys got it. Like you have a reason. You earned your spot, and I can't get mad at you for being tag champs and steady in the picture. You know what I mean? Like they earned that. But like I said, I feel like the bar they've been off TV. You're gonna bring them on TV for two weeks just for them to lose and put them back in the lost shuffle. I'd rather have had Sanity go over New Day, the bar go over. Uh, the Usos, and then in the finals, have fucking Sanity and the Bar go against each other. Yeah. Well, fresh match. Ain't been seen ain't on no SmackDown. Seen. Yeah. But no, we're going to run the same shit that we've had, and even the Bar. I'm pretty sure, yeah, I'm more than certain the Bar, since being traded to SmackDown, has had a match against the Usos. So it's like, we already seen that. You guys are throwing away a potentially fresh match just to rehash the same old shit. Yeah. It's sad. It's <clears throat> shit like this is sad to see, because... There's so much talent on the roster. There's there's just so many possibilities. It's like, okay, let's just keep going back to the same shit. Let's go back to Roman and Lesnar. Let's go back to fucking New Day and Usos or New Day and whoever because they've been seeing each other forever. And it's like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, 
I don't know the specifics, but it seems like they need to rework their writing team. I don't know the layout, but you need to have a writer for the tag division. You need to have a writer for the women's division. You need to have a writer for the spare people that's not in title pitchers. And you need to have writers for these title pitchers. Because every time it seems like they f- like focus on a certain set of people, it lacks somewhere dramatically. As soon as they start focusing on the women, the tag team division took a big shit. But before the women started getting all the spotlight, the tag team division was popping. There was a lot of shit going on, but they weren't focused on the women at that time. So it's like you got to take the good with the bad. But it's like, why can't we just be straight all the way across the board? Yeah, consistent. That's like, what I, that, that's all. That's all I want. There's just, no reason that we have to settle for good women's feud and mediocre tag teams. That and that's the whole point of the fucking podcast is we just want consistency and and. And you have way too fucking much talent for us to be fucking getting three straight fucking WrestleManias with Braun and, or not Braun, fucking Lesnar and Roman. It's so stupid. We just want consistency as fans, as true fans. We just want people to, just just to get a fresh match every once in a while. We're not even asking for much. But God, you know, what what are we doing here? Because Sanity and New Day, Sanity should have went over. Why Why did you have Sanity go over multiple weeks over New Day? And then just for fucking New Day to win. What are we doing? It's that Roman Reigns shit. Let somebody go over just for him. Well, it doesn't it, matter. It, well, Bulletproof. I, I will say this. At least the fucking New Day is over. At, yeah. At, at least that. There's at, no at least denying that. Yeah, there's no denying that. They're over like a motherfucker compared to Reigns. Yeah. Staying on Tuesday, but going to 205 Live. Had a fatal four-way for the number one contendership for the Cruiserweight title. How'd you feel about the match? Uh, overall, it was, it was a really good match. It's just, and I like Drew Gulak, and this is no way, shape, or form trying to shit on him, but I just don't see him as a cruiserweight champion. I'd, I'd rather have another Hideo Tommy match, or I personally want a TJP to win. Yeah. I was like, well, a Cedric Alexander-TJP match, I guarantee it would be dope. So, yeah. Definitely. So, to me, it was like, all right, it was a great match, and I just didn't like the way it ended with, you know, uh, Gulak catching, uh, who did he catch in the end of, at the end of the match? He, ca- he caught somebody, but just a quick submission real quick, and he taps out, and I was like, oh, okay. Like, uh, right. Was it TJ in that, that Gulak or whatever? I, I, I don't like, want to like say it. Dragon Sleep? Right? Yeah, I it was the Dragon Sleep, but I, I don't think it was. was it I, I think I thought I thought it was. It might have been Mustafa because I don't think TJP lost. He was on the outside at the end of the match oh, on the okay. fucking stairs. So what sure. TJP? Yeah, the match was decent to me. It started off a little sloppy. Like TJ botched his little, you know, how he goes through the ropes and like evades basically and goes to the outside. He botched that. Drew Gulak was a little sloppy in the beginning of the match. And I was like, okay, that's not like you. I don't know if you're just yeah, like, he's everyone, everyone's entitled to an off day. I'm not going to act like everybody got to be fucking Michael Jordan and just, you know, <laughs> kill it every damn time you're out there. Like, it's not going to happen. You're going to have just off days and shit. But that was, that was my only gripes about the match. There was a lot of cool spots, a lot of back and forth, especially where they had that point in time where all four men were in the ring and, so when somebody would hit one person, then somebody else would come out of the cut, hit his ass, and then boom, here comes the day, oh kick like that yeah. was I like that. That that was good. That's how you're supposed to incorporate all four men in, in a fatal four way. Instead of you two work over here on the outside and then we're gonna be in the ring working. I like it when all four are in the ring and we can keep it going all together, whether we're he just did a hurricane rana and sent him flying into this guy. 
You know, like shit like that to me is how you're supposed to do it. Not just have two people outside, two people in the ring, and then occasionally they might bump into each other and do a quick spot. But other than that, we separate and go back to our areas. Like, so it was it was a good match. Um, I agree. I would have rather have had TJP go over because I really feel like he's deserving of a, of a title shot for real. So uh, that's no knock at Gulak. That's no knock at Hideo, which recently just earned my respect and I'm a fan of now. And, of course, Mustafa. Mustafa's been fucking killing it. You know? Of course. But his time's going to come, and when it comes, it's going to be well worth it. Like It's not going to go unnoticed of all the work that he's been doing to make 205 Live good. Like I really do credit him and Cedric a lot for trying to make 205 Live a better brand. And that's not saying that, oh, everyone else ain't as hungry, but they are really the ones that are pushing it. So... I guess Gulak is going to end up losing to Cedric. That's just my guess. I don't see Cedric dropping the belt to him. So, I mean, it's going to be a wasted match. It could have been more interesting with TJP. I don't even I don't want Mustafa in the title picture so immediately, you know, so I can't say him right now. But I, if I had to pick, I would have went between TJP and Hideo again. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it was, a, it was a good match. But, you know, I guess I can't be mad at Gulak. Yeah, I mean, he's not bad. I mean, he's he's decent on the mic and everything. It's it's not like he's, oh, you know, one of these motherfuckers that make you want to pull your hair out. Like, yeah, it's it's not like the main shows. Like, yeah. okay, when it's like, it's like for NXT and 205, even the guys we don't want to win, it's still going to be pretty fucking good. Yeah, you know, like. <laughs> we're, we're, we're not going to get disappointed. It's just, as long as it's not like the main roster where, fuck, we're getting people shoved down our throat where we know suck. That shit sucks. To you, it sucks to you know you're gonna watch Raw and you already know Roman and fucking Bobby are gonna win, like you know like st- shit like that. Like you yeah. already know Roman's gonna win. You already know Alexis Bliss is gonna get that W. So it's like at least with 205 Live and NXT, it's a lot different because we like at first I wasn't even fucking with Cien Almas. I didn't really like him like that, and then he won me over. Yep, it's it's shit like that. Like hey, we might get a star out of this. We might get a star out of that. Yeah, I definitely wasn't too much of a fan of him, but, man. Yeah, 205 Live and NXT just, I don't know, man. I mean, SmackDown, out of Raw and SmackDown, SmackDown's the A show. But out of all four brands, I would have to rank NXT first, SmackDown second, 205 Live three, and fucking Raw's four. Like, if I really had to, like, (laughs) number it, that's how I'm doing it because, I mean, I can't put 205 live over smackdown i just can't but i can't put smackdown over nxt so well, nothing's so. <laughs> going on over nxt it's just it's raw's gotta catch the fuck up at some point like at some point like vince you gotta just let triple h do his thing really, they really need to fire their fucking writers because i'm still scratching my head at how ronda rousey gets rewarded for like you know violating a suspension i like who wrote this shit and cashed a check because of this Somebody got paid for this bullshit. Dog. Ronda. Ronda got paid for that bullshit. Man, that shit just... Yeah, they need to fire all their writers, man. Like, the only person that they seem to be doing okay with is Kevin and Braun. Uh, like I said, I don't know what the hell is going on with Matt and Bray. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the Raw does need to catch up, but you need a whole new staff. Yeah. Writing, in my opinion. Should probably bring back Vince Russo. <laughs> try, yeah, right? Try your luck with that. See where the fuck that goes in 2018, bro. <laughs> Moving on to Wednesdays, though, NXT. Uh, I want to know your thoughts on uh, Adam. I mean, he had a squash match against Sean Maluda. 
Why the hell is he on NXT? I just said in the last podcast, 205 Live can use some jobbers. Why would you not put him on 205 Live? But we're going to put him on a stacked NXT just to lose to Adam Cole. You could have had Fabian Eichner out there. You could have had other people that's on NXT to do the job for Cole. Like, you didn't need to bring Maluda in. He, he's 205. Fuck, I'd have took a Cole and Oni Larkin match. Something. Something, man. Unless he's still injured, because I know that eye socket shit was crucial, so I don't know how many months he's going to be out. But they got plenty of people backstage, dude, that they could have did something with. Poor Danny Birch. Gets a contract, finally, and then your tag partner gets insured. <laughs> like, son of a like, bitch. Yeah. But, uh... Adam Cole and Ricochet. Yeah, TakeOver Brooklyn. Okay, when does a TakeOver ever fucking disappoint? Like, you know they're going to put sh- good shit together. That, out, that, of all, out of all the TakeOvers, bro, I think there was, like, only one meh one. Yeah. Like, that was it. All, every, all every of them are fucking WrestleMania yeah. status to me. But that's the thing. You can't mess with Ricochet and Adam Cole. They're, I, I find it hard to believe. That that is a match that you can make, and it's like, fuck, we don't know what we're going to get out of this. No, you're going to get some fucking heat. That's yeah. going to be a great match, and I am I am here for it. Adam Cole against Ricochet, that's going to be a barn burner. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of both, man. And I got to say, though, I kind of hope Cole retains. I can't be too mad if Ricochet ends up winning, but, like, I kind of want Cole to win. You know, the tag belts came and left already, and they got it back. But, like, I like the idea that Cole is the first and only North American champion so far, you know, since it's, since it's been introduced. So I kind of like that. I feel like he should have a year run with that belt. That's just my opinion. Unless they're going to call him up or move him up to the main title pitcher in NXT, I feel like he should set a big record with this title. So not only is he the first American champion – North American champion, he held it for almost a year or or a little over a year or something like that. So even whoever wins after him, it's like, you got big shoes to fill, bud. (laughs) I held this shit down for a year. Like, good luck with that. And that's going to some more solidify him as being a top performer. And that's because something Michael Cole is going to bring up when he's on the main roster. He held the North American. Yeah, I can already see that shit. Like, it would just make him look more better. And then you can move on to whoever else, especially with all the new signings they've been doing and shit. Oh well, no. You you if you'll you, have plenty if, of contenders. If 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 you're smart, you let Roddy come take the belt, and then have everybody on Undisputed Era have a have a strap. You have Cole with the main one, Roddy with the North American, and then Fish and O'Reilly with the tag. That would be ideal, man. Especially after well, I mean, maybe it's just because I'm a fan of him. I would love to see it, but I it would I think it would be really dope though. Like once Fish gets you know done with injury and he's you know back to 100, percent I think it would really be dope for the whole undisputed era to have all the gold, even if it is for two months. Yeah. Even if it's a month, like I just think it would be really dope for all of them to be coming out with all the gold and all of NXT is trying to get, you know, basically on some NWO shit. Like they got all the belts. Now we need the whole NXT to try to band together to get these motherfuckers out of here. It, it's like uh, we got spoiled, of course, with DX. How DX had all the straps, the that, European, that was dope. the championship, like they had the tags. Yep. They were. We want to see shit like that. That's the shit we want to see, especially if you have a fucking stable that's over like they are. I mean, I'm not speaking from a global standpoint, but out of WWE, I feel like this is the closest they've ever gotten to an NWO stable. I'm not including Bullet Club. No. Strictly WWE, I feel like 
under that umbrella. I feel like because I'm not gonna include evolution. Ah, like, just you know, like, say like that. They, I don't they, know. They, they were more fly suits, choppers, you know, women limousines and shit. NWO was cigars and brews and leather jackets and blue jeans and shit. Like they were just regular dudes and shit. You know what I mean? So evolution, I feel like we're more high class people. Undisputed era, yeah, they could throw the suits on and shit, but they just I don't know. I get like a NWO type vibe off of them a little bit. Well, that's because they're promos and they can. You know, with their with their gang signs, I love it. It's it's dope to me. So I mean, they're gonna be over. And man, I saw just... this ain't on the docket, but this is related to uh, Undisputed Era. So I really forget the username that I saw uh, post this on Twitter, but it made me really think. Do you think Undisputed Era could bring anybody else into the group, or do you think it's just they're good with their four? Uh, I mean, only if you're gonna bring somebody from Bullet Club over. Like, only somebody that's going to fucking fit in that mold. You can't just bring anybody along. has to be somebody with a great worker and a great mouthpiece. So, yeah, I mean, shit, if a fucking, you know, if if Kenny Omega comes over over or somebody like that, you know, they have to fit the mold. Yeah. Like, you can't just bring anybody over. Like, you have to be able to, because everyone on, on Undisputed Era can work their fucking ass off. And True. everyone can talk their shit. So it's like, you can't just bring anybody, but if if they do, I hope it's somebody from, like, Bullet Club. There was two examples. One of them is, like, I just chopping it up as fantasy because I don't ever see it happening. But given the, their history from the indies and shit, people were like, what if Kevin Owens? Because I've seen people photoshopping undisputed shirts on Kevin. Like, what about Kevin? Would he be a good fit? I don't pay too much attention to it because, like I said, I feel like that's just strictly fantasy. I don't ever see there being a point where Kevin joins Undisputed Era. But the one that made me say, hmm, Cassius Ono. Kind of has been going underneath a, a little more rougher edge. Been wearing black and yellow ring attire for the past two months. Normally he comes out with different colored jerseys that are replicas of actual team jerseys and shit, but he's been rocking that black and gold Cassius Ono shit for like two months and he's getting more meaner had that squash match so it's kind of like I don't know what he's like on the mic really I haven't really sat there and oh I gotta hear what he says but that made me say hmm they have history from the indies they all were cool with each other and ring of honor and shit and Cassius really doesn't have anything going on for herself I don't say I'm not saying I want to see it but just how would you feel about that if a month or two from down down the road Somehow, some way, they introduce Cassius into the fold. I, I don't see it whatsoever yeah. with Cassius, just because. You know he, he looks way older, you know, and you know I'm not trying to shit on him, but he looks out of shape. He can be the Trent Seven of the group, man. <laughs> he can hide um, it underneath the undisputed <laughs> shirt. I, I, <laughs> and and obviously this guy put in his stripes before he even got to the WWE, so it's not like you know I'm trying to shit on him. It's just. That that's not a match to me. Like that, he doesn't qualify as far as undisputed era. He's a good worker and shit. It's just as far as that that mold goes, I don't see that. I don't see that whatsoever. For sure. Like I said, it just made me say, hmm, when I read it on Twitter. Like I never even never even thought about that shit. But like, "Hmm, I wonder how I feel about like how that would be. Would he fit? How would the crowd? You know, would they be accepting of him being a part of undisputed era? So I mean, yeah, it just made me wonder. I just figured I'd ask right now. It just popped in my head. Um, into the main it was a light week obviously like we just said uh, 
Lacey Evans had a squash match. Yeah. Basically, Cole uh, squashed uh, Maluda, and then the main event was Aleister Black versus Tommaso Ciampa. I'm gonna let you take the wheel on this one, and then I'll chime in after. But go ahead and give me your take on this main event. Uh, <laughs> uh I was never a huge Tommaso Ciampa fan. I'll, I'll say that. Like, I've never been like, oh, this guy's the fucking guy. I've never, I've never seen him and was like, oh, he's fucking amazing. But after after this 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 previous match, and obviously we saw the spoiler spoilers last week, so we already knew he was going to win the title. Yeah, we just didn't want to talk about. it Yeah, on the we just didn't want to talk about it. Let's just iffy about spoilers and shit. So we just uh, did our time. So, so we knew it last week, but watching the match, it I don't care what anybody says. That's a fucking five star match. That was a fucking barn burner. That both both guys were just competing out of their minds, and how. And even Triple H was tweeting about it. You know, this is a change of the guard, like, you know, new era. Tomasa Ciampa, I'm sorry, he makes me fucking hate him and not in the way Carmelo makes me hate her. He, he's, he's an actual heel. He's a real fucking heel that is fucking over. And what I mean I over, everybody boos that man when he comes out. And not because he sucks, because he's a fucking great heel. So this match, and obviously Johnny Gargano fucked it up. So Aleister Black didn't look weak as fuck or anything. Yeah, but what I mean, I was I had to run it back after after it was done. NXT was done this Wednesday. I had was like, fuck, dude, that was a good match. I have to run it back. I have to I have to immediately play it back because it was such a good match. And it's like maybe Tomasa Tomasa Chapa is our champion. Like maybe he's the maybe he's the guy. He fucking he convinced me through and through this because obviously I saw him with the Gargano matches and it was. Once again, barn burners, damn near five-star matches. I saw this Aleister Black and Tommaso Ciampa match, and I was just like, holy fuck, we might have something on our hands. And I think Triple H saw it, and that's why he's running with it. He said, you know what? After this match, yeah, we're running with this guy. He's he's the guy now. He is the guy. He's the new Bobby Roode. Now, I'm going to start off with saying I would rather have Tommaso be champion over Lars. That was a heel that they were trying to get behind somebody they thought that could be a you know a believable you know contender and be a bad guy. So I really would go with Tommaso over that. And this is the first time, man. Like I watched the NXT title match, and I didn't get no five star feel off of it. I felt like Alistair didn't even work his regular style with, with being you know strike heavy. He didn't even do that. Um, Tommaso, you know, they did the little ref bump on the outside. You know, I guess that's his calling card now where he rips up the uh, the shit on the outside to expose the concrete. But it wasn't a bad match, but to me it was it was three. Like, I, I was not digging wow. it like how I was trying to. I wanted to be, because, you know, you see the shit online because I watched it late. So when I, you know, see online people talking about, oh, it's a five-star match, the best match of the year from NXT, you're bullshitting. You're lying to yourself if you're trying to say that's the best NXT match this year. You're smoking crack. I'm sorry. That match was okay at best. They're both good wrestlers, so it wasn't a fucking shit show where it was just sloppiness and and missed uh, spots and shit like that. None of that. But it didn't grab my attention like, man, how a TakeOver main event does. You are glued to your edge of your seat, fucking jumping up and jumping back in your chair and reacting. I did not have a single moment from that match. Hmm. Not a single one made me jump up or jump back like, damn, 
oh man, that was a crazy, sp-. I didn't have any reaction like that. So that's why I got to say, to me, it was a three-star match. I expected better, especially the way, you know, since they're just going to put Tommaso in a title picture. I felt like, okay, if you're going to go here and, and what we have seen him do with Gargano, I expected so much better. I expected so much better from them, man. And that's why I'm like, okay, I like how they saved Alistair by having Gargano get involved and shit. Like, okay, cool. You don't, you're not making him look weak. So technically Tommaso had to have some form of help again, even though it was inadvertently, but like he had to have some type of help to get the strap. In my opinion, and I've said this before on record, Tommaso's not, he's a great heel, but you're not the heel for the title. This is a changing of a guard for what? A fucking homeless looking guy? <laughs> he's not like threatening. He's not intimidating to me. Like, there's like, you can talk good shit to Gargano. Did he say anything really cool or slick to Alistair besides, I'm going to make you fade to black? That's it? <laughs> like, you're, you're really not on that level, man. Like, I don't know if maybe Triple H looks at you. You got a beard. I got a beard. I got a bald head. You got a bald head. This is Little H right here. I don't know what the fuck he's seeing in him, but the great matches you had with Gargano leading up to this, it felt like a dud to me. You got the, and this is the match that you get the strap and you guys didn't even go all out, man. Was it because it wasn't a takeover? You felt like you didn't have to or because you guys maybe got some crazy shit planned for takeover Brooklyn? I don't know. But I just I just got done watching the shit and I felt a little underwhelmed about it. Like, I guess good for him. He's the champ. Obviously, there's gonna be a rematch and it might fuck around and be a triple threat. But I just I just felt robbed a little bit. If you're gonna go that route, you should have went all out, treated that shit like a takeover main event. Especially they gave him some time. It wasn't like it was a five or eight minute match. They gave him some time, so y'all should have went out there and tore that motherfucker down, man. Who cares if you're at full sale? Who cares? Y'all should have went balls to the wall for that shit, and then you could have still did the same ending. It's not like the ending had to be changed or anything. That could have still been fine, but I just I wanted a little bit more. Lars took some more strikes than Ciampa did. Ciampa took the one uh, fade the black, or black mask, my bad, he took the one black mask when the ref was on the uh, outside after he took that bump. He took that shit. He didn't block or anything. That was it. That was the only thing where I was just like, eh, okay. He, he ate that, and of course the ref's out, even though we all know the fucking crowd counted to 13. So it's just like, that was it. Out of the whole, out of all the shit that happened in that match, that, that fucking black mask was the only one that was like, okay. No, because I love when guys just say, fuck it, kick me. <laughs> like, I'm not going to put my hands up. I'm going to just take it. I like that shit, and he, and he did do that, And but like I said, I just felt like the match didn't live up to the hype. I, I feel like it could have been so much better, and I'm not necessarily mad at Ciampa being champion because, like I said, I'd rather have him be champion over Lars, but I guess like you pointed out, maybe it's because he's the best heel in NXT right now, but other than that, I don't really see the qualifications. You came back from energy, uh, injury, got washed by Gargano. You basically had to fucking cheat even though your hands were cuffed, you had to basically finagle a win out of your rematch and shit. Like, that doesn't make you number one contender. That doesn't make you Billy Badass in my eyes. It doesn't raise your stock at all with me, like, at all. You should have shit. I'd rather have had seen him and Adam go for the North American. I feel like that would have been a better fucking match. But that's just my opinion. I'm not saying that you should feel that way or people listening to us should feel that way. I just, that he's not for the NXT title. He's the NXT champion now, but that's not my NXT champion. Uh, okay, so 
obviously we refrain from talking about wrestling until the day of the show. So, you know, this is the first time I've heard this take about this match. So right now I'm floored. <laughs> I from from bell to fucking pin, I thought that was as close as a five star match as you're gonna get. And that's just my take. So right now I'm a little floored that you say that. Cause and once again, I was not a Tomasa Champa fan before fucking Wednesday night. Before <laughs> seven o'clock on Wednesday night, I was not a Tomasa Champa fan. So this is me. Watching this match and like, I'm not gonna lie, dude. I was I was like, okay, if 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 you're gonna if you're gonna have these quality matches with Gargano and then I thought it was a five star match with Black. If you're gonna keep doing this for every fucking title match, let's do it. So when you say that, I'm really shocked. I re- I personally genuinely thought in my mind after I watched it and ran it back after it was done. I was like, yeah, Gargano's up. Well, and of course. Triple H is smart because you're gonna run with the best fucking heel you have. You're gonna. You- and when you think about it, who else is a good heel on NXT? And this is me reasoning with myself right Besides now. Besides EC3, that's about it. His time will come, but like well, yeah, as no, of right now, really yeah. heel wise, that's really the only one I see. So it's but like that just doesn't. But doesn't that kind of suck though? Like I thought we were over this day and age where it has to be heel versus face. The crowds are gonna pick their favorites and they're gonna boo the guy they don't like. They don't gotta be both faces. They don't gotta be both heels. So I, I kind of feel like just because he's the best heel right now, they had to put the belt on him. And I feel like Aleister Black had one of the sh- – I could be wrong. I'm not a fucking you know, statistic machine. But it feels like Aleister Black's title reign was shorter than the most recent guys. Well, yeah, because Rude had it for Rude a year. Rude had it for a minute. Shinsuke had it for a minute. Uh, did Joe have it for a minute? Joe didn't have Finn it for did. a long time, but he had it for a decent amount. I know Finn had it for a little bit. That's what I'm saying. So for his shit to come up so short and to Tommaso – like my guy, you need to finish that rubber match with Johnny before you even try to touch the fucking belt. What is what is they doing? Like you got no. Now we're gonna inter, in, uh, you know interject the rubber match into a triple threat. I swear to God, if Brooklyn ends up being a triple threat, dude, they better fucking kill tear his. the house down. There better not be no. Oh, I think I didn't like it. No, I better be fucking mind blown if you're gonna force that. I just I I feel like. That fucking match was just dope to me. I, I don't understand. Like I said, I mean, it was good. That's why, I, like, I, like I, with me giving it a, the most honest rating, okay, I'll, I'll raise it. I can give it a three and a half. But I, I honestly, in good conscience, can't be like, that was a five star. That was nowhere near the matches he's had with Gargano. That's nowhere near that the, was, any of the other five star matches. WWE, not that WWE has given us hundreds this year, but that doesn't even touch the other five star matches oh, we've gotten. So that's I, why I'm just like... And I'm a little disappointed in Alistair because, like I said, it looked like he was wrestling a different style. He was normally really hit heavy. Yeah. You know, and there was a lot of rolling around transit. And that, there's nothing wrong with that. People like that kind of shit. But for me, that's not what I'm accustomed to from Alistair. So, I mean, I know he's not injured. I know it wasn't like he had to work, you know, a light, you know, type of style. It wasn't none of that. And I'm just like, okay. And, and Ciampa can take some shit. If you want to kick, if there's anybody in NXT to kick in the fucking face or the head, it's him. He can take it. He can make it look good. And you don't take advantage of that? So that's why I'm just like, I mean, I hope they can redeem themselves at TakeOver Brooklyn, which they will. Every TakeOver is fucking great. So, I mean. But redeem themselves? Fuck, I'm thinking of taking it to the next level. Let's take it six-star <laughs> matches. I, this is shocking to me, guys. I'm, I'm floored right now. I, I really, when the match was done, I texted him and I said, five-star match. I as soon as that match and was done, and at that point I didn't even watch because I think I watched half of it and then I had stopped it. 
because I, I fucking did something. So I, I had to come back and finish it. So when I saw the text, I'm like, okay, maybe it picks up because the little <laughs> bit of shit that I saw was like, it was regular. Like this was a regular NXT taping without the title being on the line. Holy That's shit. how it felt to me. That's the best way I can describe it. <laughs> It literally Fuck. felt that way to that, me. Like, no big thing on the line. Nothing major is going to come from this. It's just a regular match. They had to fill the card out for tonight. Wow. Huh. But I guess I mean, we're going to have to agree to disagree. <laughs> that is shocking, guys. Huh. But like I said, man, that's not no knock to them. I was just a little disappointed, me personally. Even though the consensus online is a lot of people felt and agree with you. They felt like it was a great match, if not a five-star match. If so, it I mean, was a five-star match, that was a four-and-a-half-star match. I don't care what anybody says. So you're not alone on that. Yeah. I've seen it with my own eyes that a lot of people are feeling the way you feel. That's what made me feel a little fucked up when I came to my conclusion. <laughs> like, man, am I getting out of touch with <laughs> wrestling? Am I being an asshole? Right <laughs> like, right, like, right? Like, what the fuck? Like, I, I'm not feeling that energy. Huh. Shocking. Man. Huh. Well, you know. You better get some goddamn entrance music. I'm about tired of this shit. Like, it was funny and cute at first when he first came back with no music because, you know, they didn't have the... You know, use the DIY music. It's time for some music, my guy. That shit is lame. <laughs> like, are you Dolph? Like, you and Dolph can't be doing the no. I mean, now Dolph did bring back his uh, entrance music, but like, come on, man. Yeah, for a while when Dolph didn't have no entrance music, I was like, what the fuck is going on? That's yeah, dumb. Go ahead, hit up the CFOs, get one of those generic entrance themes, and you in there. But now we're gonna go to some shit, just general discussion, just talk about shit that's going on in the world of wrestling. As everybody's seen, because it did become a big thing, a little back and forth between Tommy Tonga and uh, Roman Reigns. It all started, I guess, because uh, certain Tommy Ch- uh, Tonga was going at motherfucking war vets and shit, <laughs> talking shit to him on Twitter, talking about they should have died in the war. I did my time, pussy, go do yours type shit. Talking to people that's actually like, I do this for a living. <laughs> so it all stemmed from that. He got suspended for, I think, a day or something on Twitter, and he was just, like, making jokes on Twitter, oh, which one of you rats snitched on me or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then Roman just ended up retweeting the video of his promo after the G1 tournament. And he was talking about, oh, you know, that's like a Drake quote. is from a Drake song. And so they go back and forth or whatever, and then he kind of hit him with, you know, I can't hear your, your, you know, your bark. It can't get over to my yard type shit, like, which is kind of slick. Yeah. Kind of, you know, blah, blah, blah. Talking about how he cocks his arm and shit like that. And all the only thing I'll give Roman is like how it was facts. Because I even, before I say this, I did my, not research, but I did check his timeline for his his uh, videos to see what's the normal amount of views Tommy Tonga gets on his little videos he posts on his Twitter. About 13 to 18K is what his normal viewership is. Just because Reigns retweeted that video, that shit was like a hundred something thousand. Yeah. So Reigns did make you do numbers. And granted, I'm not like I'm not one of the people that's buying into it as being real beef. I know if they're not really cool with each other, they know each other and they respect each other. So I, I'm not buying into it as some oh, Tom was really on some fuck rain shit. Like, no, nah, it's just a little friendly banter back and forth. That's what these wrestlers have been doing lately, and that's the point I was gonna make about this, about the Tommy Tonga and Roman Reigns situation. It seems to me that WWE is slowly starting to warm up to the idea of maybe doing some shit with new japan because first you got matt hardy no let me let me rewind even more first you got you know the new day doing that whole shit with uh the young bucks and kenny yeah it was in a non-wrestling capacity but still you know just for those two from two different promotions to do something 
that was a big thing. So you then signed off and obviously was okay with them doing that shit together. That was sign number one. Sign number two is where you got Matt Hardy talking to the Bucks, talking about, oh, we'll meet again. We'll be on the same playing field again. Then he tweeted about, you know, September 1st, question mark. So why would you be doing this if you know Vince is so against this shit? And And then now for these two to be going back and forth on Twitter? And and I was going to bring up on the network, they uh, brought in a Kenny Omega match from when he used to be in a developmental territory. So am I wrong to feel that they're kind of maybe behind the scenes, maybe trying to hammer some shit out, maybe trying to look at the possibilities for 2019 to do a crossover? uh, Because I know it's not happening in 2018, so that's why I say 2019. But am I crazy to maybe think that, that they might be warming up to the idea? No, not at all. I Okay, from the rumors and innuendo, what I've, what I've heard, to take from Conrad, rumor and innuendo, <laughs> uh, apparently Tommy Tonga and Roman Reigns live really close to each other, and, like, they're friends. Like, they're, there's no beef between them. So when I saw this shit, I was like, mm, what's going on now? Because now it's like, please don't fucking tease this if it's not going to happen. Please don't tease this if we're not going to fucking get some bullet club against whoever. I don't give a fuck who it is. The bucks of the young, I don't care. (laughs) You know, it, please don't, please don't tease this shit if it's not going to happen. Cause now I'm starting to get excited because now you're opening up the possibility of maybe reigns might be over because you, that might be your fucking way to have reigns over. Because they're going to go with their WWE guy before a New Japan guy. So maybe if you want a real fucking pop for Roman, this might be the way. So please don't be teasing this shit. So basically they're friends and shit. And they might end up fucking being related because they're both Samoan. No, no, buddy's Tongan. Really? Yeah, yeah, they're Tongans. Uh, Him, uh, Bad Luck Fale, the guy that I forgot the name of in like the second podcast. I was like, fuck. I thought Fale was Samoan. Uh, And then the other guy. Tonga Loa or whatever. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I, I forget. I don't know how Tonga to be pronouncing all their their names, but yeah, like yeah, they're, they're Tongans, but yeah, they're, they're. I've just figured that they were cool. You know, what I mean, yeah. like yeah, you work for this company, I work for this company, but shit, we I respect because a lot of wrestlers, despite what we say about Roman, every wrestler, even Bobby Lashley, just recently said, I don't get the hate for Roman. He's a great athlete. He's a great in ring performer. Blah blah blah. Like everybody bigs up Roman. So that's another reason why I don't think it's legit. Like, you respect him. You like that he's doing what he's doing, where he's doing it at. You're not against it. It's not taking food off your plate. So I refuse to believe it's real. But I'm down to see Tactical Vest versus Tactical Vest shit. Let's get it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just, uh, I, w- I would hope that Triple H is doing everything. Because don't let fucking Vince do it. Because he's going to fuck it up. Yeah, he's going to want all his people to go over, and Triple H is going to be able to understand that some of our talent is going to have to do the job for them. Yeah, they're going to have to do the job. Because if it's a fucking... Because if... if, And this is... And I don't know, Vince, but this is how I would see it probably end up fucking happening. Yeah, we're going to have a pay-per-view. We're going to pay him this money to come in, but everybody's going to have the job. Like, everybody's going to have to lose. Like, it's whatever. So I, I would hope that Triple H really lets people come in. Like, if you were to have a... Young Bucks against Hardys and and Omega against fucking Finn or Omega against fucking. I think Omega should go against AJ just because he was there when they kicked AJ out of Bullet Club. Yeah, something so like I, that. Same way I feel like Marty should face Adam Cole because Marty was 
there when they booted Cole out of Bullet Club. So if it ever came to those two matches, Kenny got to face AJ, Marty got to face a- uh, Adam. But I, f- I feel like the WWE's, they, I would hope that they're smart enough to, yeah, that's fucking money. There, it really is. There'll be a Bullet Club in every fucking seat, a Bullet Club shirt in every seat. They're like it already money. is. Yeah, like it already is, but... It's just too much money. I'd hope they wouldn't fuck that up if they're actually really teasing this shit. Because at this point, man, I would love to see just one event a year with New Japan champion against like a Night of Champions type shit. My one thing, my one match, and I don't think I'm alone. I don't know super much, like so much. I, you know, I just in the in the past year, I really started paying attention to New Japan. But since he's there, John Cena, I want to see Okada versus Cena. Yeah. I would love to. I just want to see how John would mesh with his style and vice versa. This is one of the greats that we consider over here, and that's your guys' is great from the both companies. Fuck it. I want to see uh, a Kota Ibushi, Cedric Alexander. Yeah, run that. Yeah, run, run that, that shit back. back. Yeah, let's run, run that, that back. back, son. <laughs> Especially because you know Cedric's fucking improved. Oh, so much. Yeah. So they it's all like, have. That's, bro, that's run that thing, back. Yeah. There's just so many. So many possibilities. So man, that w- that was really cool to see them. And you know, when I saw it, I was like, "All right, don't fucking tease me, guys." Because now, it's now you're starting to get into some real cash shit. Like, yeah, yeah, we man. can, you can, you can get some fans a lot of fucking looks that you didn't have before just because of this. So let's be smart about it. It's all some high hopes, man, for 2019. And I think this is just me, just off the head right now. I feel like one of the one of the telltale signs is going to be when these contracts for AJ, Shinsuke, and the club come up, which is going to be soon. Yeah, uh, so well, the beginning of next year. If they all resign, maybe it might okay because like if they lose the company, it wouldn't make much sense for them to leave WWE, go to New Japan, and if they do at some point do a crossover promotion, like it wouldn't make much sense. I don't see AJ going anywhere. He's making too much damn money. AJ like, ain't going nowhere. He's in the best position he's been in a long time. So I don't see AJ going anywhere. I don't really see Shinsuke going anywhere. Now, the club, though, that's the only people I have a question mark over. I don't know. I mean, because look what they're doing, man. I mean, yeah, you're collecting checks. And, you know, I mean, I'm so tired of that being these guys' fucking excuse. You talk about uh, Carl Anderson. And- yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's plenty of people that work shitty jobs and they collect the check. Are they still happy about their position? No. So f- miss me with that. I collect the check. My checks are cashing. Yeah, people with shitty jobs still cash checks and they still fucking hate what they're doing. They just got to do it because it feeds the fam. Yeah, so-, so they're the only ones that I put a question mark of. But my main point is, I feel like if they all resign, that would increase the chances because it would be like more better feuds, I guess, whether they bring in Bullet Club versus the club. Versus Balor Club. Exactly. They could do it that way. It could be Kenny and the Young Bucks versus Finn and, and the fucking, you know, the club, Gallows and Anderson. I just, so, I'm, I'm just thinking of the fucking possible, like, I, it's running through my mind how many different fucking matches that would just be, fuck, probably five-star matches. Definitely. We, we might have to fuck around one day and try to book a pay-per-view like to our liking just between like a you know like New Japan NBA, yeah you know, oh, dude just oh to fuck around just to see how how it could potentially look if you know I would I would, would want to fucking and we've already seen this match but I'd want to fucking uh a New Japan Chris Jericho against fucking Randy of now with with 
fucking those are yeah with Chris Jericho what he's doing right now in New Japan against Randy right now oh my god Jericho the goat man gotta love how he reinvents himself all the time (laughs) I want to know that man's a fucking share of wrestling he fucking reinvents himself so much and it's like man time and time again he remains relevant it's not like he ever drifts off like oh we're tired of you like he always gets the the crowd behind him I think the only time when he retired that's the last time that he wasn't over it (laughs) right when he he took that couple year break to you know get his group going and shit but man it's just I I don't even want to think there's just too many possibilities that just get me too excited and I know that shit's not gonna happen so I'm gonna keep this out of my head (laughs) so I'm not gonna do it to myself and the last rumor or a bit of news that I had is the rumor going around is I guess WWE's discussing Rock versus Brock 2 at WrestleMania 35. Just basically off their names, Vince feels like it's going to be a lot of drawing power just by having them two in a match with each other. There doesn't got to be a title. So how do you feel about that? Do you think that's a good idea? To try to bring Brock, because Rock is what forty six or something. Yeah, he's he's getting up there. He's not. He hasn't been able to wrestle like that because these movie companies are being smart, putting insurance policies on him so that he can stay right for their movies. And he's been shit. He puts out like two, three movies a year. It seems like. So he has been really busy. But now that he's starting to get a little older in his career, he might want to jump in the ring one last time. And who would you rather? I mean, I rather see. I would like to see Rock versus Brock. This is not Brock from back in the day. Is Brock going to take Rock to fucking Suplex City? And imagine the goofy-ass selling in a funny way the Rock is going to do to these damn suplexes. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know, man. Like That's why I'm asking, how do you feel about it? Do you think it's a good idea, bad as idea? Long, as long as that shit's not a title shot. There, as long as there's not a fucking title involved, yeah, we can fucking have that, off, that one-off match. Yeah. Just please, let's not fucking bring Rock back for six months just for him to have two fucking matches. And have or and then Brock only have two three matches and Brock has a belt and we're just keeping a fucking belt off the fucking airwaves that yeah, doesn't yeah. fucking make sense. But as long as it's a one off match, fuck yeah, I'd like to see that. I've, you know, I, anytime Rock comes back, I'm, inter- I'm I'm gonna be interested. But let's not make this some fucking six month you know year long feud where they we barely even fucking see the guys. And it's like, well, what the fuck was the point? Just bring them back for one match. You know, let's just keep this a one off shoot. Let's do that. I mean, they could technically do it at any time, but I think Monday Night Raw is in L.A. this coming up week. I'm not 100% sure. If Rock's in, around in town, that would be the ideal time to slowly start planting the seeds. Because before you know it, WrestleMania is going to be here. So, I mean, and you know you're not going to be able to use him to your full ability to put him on TV every week. So, you don't want to rush it in December trying to get everything going and rolling. Like you could slowly start now. Shit, he can interact with Elias. Because Elias has been talking, a little, sending little shots here and there over these past couple months to The Rock because, you know, Rock did his singing shit too. So, I mean, and there was supposed to be a moment at WrestleMania, I think, where uh, yeah. Elias and Rock were supposed to have a, a promo together. I guess Rock was busy. Those yeah. Do it. So, I well, mean, there's, there's, there's different ways to do it, but I, I think I think they should, and I, I think Rock should do it just because you're getting older and you're not going to be able to do it forever. Because when he came back and had his match with uh, CM Punk, he was looking kind of like, yeah, you could tell there's ring rust with the John Cena shit too. Yeah, you could tell there's some ring rust there. You've been too busy just fucking... Lifting weights and you don't you ain't been hella in the weights, like a lot of weights, man, a lot of roids. But and we didn't mention this, but 
I felt bad for Elias on Raw this week. Like, I found it funny. I was laughing. I, I, I laughed, but I was like, was fuck, funny. man. I really like Elias. My guy's got to keep playing my boy. Like, fuck. Have you checked out his album? They actually put out an album. It's on iTunes. I haven't that, listened to it. That shit is shocking to me. Did you listen to it? No, I've, but I'm hearing people say good shit. And especially some of the people I follow, and I was expect I did not expect them to even talk about a goddamn Elias album, but they were like, yo, this guitar solo's fire. <laughs> like, what? I get, shit, I might have to tune in to see what Elias is talking about, man. I might have to hit, hit a quick download real quick. For real, man. I might be missing out. <laughs> oh, shit. But, yeah, as far as this week, though, unless you have anything that you want to cover or speak on, because this was a light week, man. When there's light yeah. weeks, I don't like to try to drag things out, even though sometimes we just get lost in the convos and shit. But, yeah, this week was pretty much a light week, so I don't know if there's anything left on you know, that you want to speak on. Uh, no, I'm pretty good. For sure, for sure. Well, it looks like it's that time again, folks. We're going to be getting up out of here, but we will be back next Friday, as always. Until then, we'll holler at y'all. All right, guys.